Do you know what? Whilst I was away last week, I listened to every single podcast that we have done since we've done the shows together because I missed being with you. That's a lovely thing. So you went back right the way through our back catalogue. Yeah, because uh, the great thing with your with your podcasts and your smartphones, you just let them like roll on. You I'd, know? I'd love to know how many hours that would be. Because we celebrated two years. Well, so it was week. a week. It was a week. You did it all in a week. All in a week. Can you you can turn the speed up on podcasts as well, can't you? So you did. Yes. It? Uh, well, <laughs> towards the end of the week, uh, so like last night, it was getting close to not being able to do it. So I did turn the speed up to three times. Wow, I love that triple speed home time with Bush yeah, and Richie. Yeah, we sounded good. How many hours are in a week? Uh, Twenty-four times seven. Yeah, Who is he? I don't, he's just chiming in. So I know for a fact that this is our 500th podcast, and I'm averaging each podcast at 25 minutes, which is 12,475 hours, so I think you're lying. 12,475 hours. You know when um, you you go away, you might leave your dog with somebody, yeah. and then you come back and the dog's been playing up a little bit because he's used to a different routine? I can tell. That's what's been going on with our, with our producer right So has he been talking on the podcast and everything? I bet he has, hasn't he? Well, he's been, he's been playing up a little bit, but I find it quite hard to control him. <laughs> wow. Well, I've, I've, I've got a way of controlling him, don't worry. Yeah, oh, well, let's get this podcast started and then I'll give him a kick in. That might have been minutes and not hours as well. I wasn't listening to your maths. <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. When I was off last week, four o'clock on a weekday, a little shudder went down me. I was thinking, it's going to feel right. I should be with Bush. Oh, I know. It's, I, 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 I missed you. you too. Promise you, hand on heart. I oh, bless you. That's really nice of you to say. Was it the same show that you get sometimes when you go for a wee and you can't explain it? We've talked about this on the show before. That's <laughs> very similar. Same kind of thing. Uh, so, look, it's, it's a Monday. We're just saying at the start of the show, it does feel, doesn't it feel like a Monday today? It really, really does. Uh, for example, already the chain came off my bike on the way into work. What a fantastic thing that is. <laughs> I wondered why your hands were so grubby. Look at the state of them. I've got, I had oil all over my hands. This is Awful, and it wouldn't happen. This would not happen Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, not in a million years. For somebody who loves to laugh at someone else's misfortune, just tell me whereabouts it happened. I, <laughs> what were the circumstances? Really boringly, <laughs> I've got a Brompton bike, which made it more ridiculous. <laughs> if I had a normal bike, it wouldn't be so ridiculous. But I tried to fold my bike up too quickly to uh, drop a parcel off for my other half. You see, once again, for someone who likes to laugh at other people's misfortune, there always is a bit of a smugness with your people with your folding bikes. Yeah. So to see your, sm- your, your folding bike person have a chain come off, I would have laughed. Listen, so you've been back through the door five minutes, mate. You want to behave yourself. <laughs> so the, the chain came off because I overfolded it too quickly. And then I had to just, you know, the bit where you turn it upside down and get the chain back on again, just stuff all over my yep. hands. Uh, I genuinely believe that this wouldn't happen any other day on the week. It is so Monday. It's very Monday. And I shouldn't laugh too much. I've probably got my, so far, my Monday's been plain sailing, but I'm playing five aside for the first time in three weeks tonight. So my hamstring's probably gone by quarter past nine. So that's yes. my Monday still to happen. Careful what you wish for. A bit we thought we'd just give over the first little bit of the show if something's happened to you that is just classic Monday if you've thought to yourself that's so Monday let us know Alex Goy's tweeted already saying I got a new washing machine yesterday Uh, it did a wash yesterday but refused to work this morning it lasted one wash and less than 24 hours that's so Monday works on Sunday doesn't work on Monday there you go there you go 8, 12, 15 to text don't try and bring that phrase into this show (laughs) you can tweet as well at Absolute Radio little tip for you Bush comes in from Steve in Brentwood he says little tip for your chain coming off 
Yes. Roll forward whilst seated on your bike and change the gears while pedalling slowly. Use the gear change to reattach the chain, if that makes sense. I'm not sure. You know, like, a chain can be a bit off a bike and then off-off. I think the chain was, like, off-off this time, but I appreciate Steve getting With the involved. oil on your hands, it would suggest it was off-off and round your neck. Do you know what, though, right? It, I've had oil on my hands since I put it back on there today. Um, I, I really enjoy having quite, like, like I've been doing proper work. Because I think you've either got a job where you don't get anything, like, we don't, there's, there's no effect of doing this job. No, it's hands. not proper work. Not either. proper work at no. all. Whereas if you're like a painter and decorator or like a carpenter, you might have kind of like paint or scuff marks on yeah. your hands. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I like, weirdly, they were advertising this uh, set of overalls you can buy that makes you look like you're a painter and decorator. Right. It's like a jumpsuit. <laughs> I'd definitely buy one of them. <laughs> but like the chains come off my bike. Uh, it's such a, such a Monday thing. We're asking you, has anything happened to you so far today that is classic Monday? Alex says, uh, been doing tip runs in the pouring rain. <laughs> the last load, I get there 15 minutes before closing time. There's a cone in the middle of the road. The place is shut. It's very Monday. That's so Monday. Uh, Gregor, what's happened to you? So I just moved into a new flat, well, about six weeks ago. Been without a tally or broadband for that long. Oof. Finally got off my bum and ordered a, a, a brand new tally, you know, 4K OLED. Looking forward to it. Paid 45 quid for a two-hour gap to be yeah. delivered. And they've moved the goalpost every single time. And now I've cancelled patients to treat to wait for this TV, and it's not until 7 o'clock tonight. Hey, it's good to see you got your priorities sorted there. That's <laughs> <laughs> how the patients. I want my flat screen tally. Yeah, with OLED. your OLED. Yeah, hey, the OLED. Well, it's curved, it's curved, it's not flat, no, no. You've gone for a curved yeah. telly? Oh. Slightly curved, yeah. I've seen them when you've walked around the electronics shops. You think, is that better, is it? Obviously, it's not arrived for you yet, so I don't want to like, rub it in. But <laughs> I what? don't know what it looks like. You just haven't got a clue. <laughs> so, no. tonight's the night. What's the, when it, if, hopefully, if it arrives this evening, though that is definitely so typically Monday, what's the first thing you're going to watch on it just to get things going tonight? Oh, I might. I haven't seen football for a while, so maybe an old match of the day. Hey, well, look, 7 o'clock tonight, the Prime Minister's doing his statement, so you might get it up just in time for that. It'd be a really good watch. <laughs> what, an, what an anti-climax that will be. <laughs> good to be back after a week off last week. I stayed in Bath for 36 hours uh, last Sounds week. Sounds like a movie. <laughs> 36 hours in Bath. It's a holiday these days, 36 hours in Bath. Uh, however, <laughs> I did experience the ultimate luxury whilst I was there. I stayed in this hotel room that had a freestanding bath in the middle of the bedroom. Now, you did a couple of photos of you in the bath from... from That must have been the bath yeah, you're talking about. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Were, you were all over Insta in there. I have to say, facing the what appears to be the correct way, it must have just been for the photo. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you said on this show before you bathe face down. I do like to bathe face down, but I thought for the purposes of taking a picture, you can't take a picture face down because your phone would then be in the bath. Nice, nice of you to roll over <laughs> yeah, for us. Exactly. We all appreciate it. But no, so it was the ultimate luxury. You're in the... You're actually in the middle of the body of the bedroom but you're in the bath. So I'm lying there, yeah. glass of champagne, bar of salted caramel chocolate, or Snapley's watching some utter rubbish on Channel 5 in the background. You're like a lotto winner. <laughs> it's exactly that. And I bet as well there's no... Because if ever I very rarely have a bath at our house, you always end up sitting on like a, um, a, a toy plane that your child has brought in. Exactly. Or knocking stuff over that's all the way down the side of the bath. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it didn't look like there was any of that going on. No, there's none of that going on. I don't feel like my life is normally luxurious. Luxury to me would be an extra ply on my loo roll. 
So to actually have a bath in the centre, the actual centre... Right in the middle. ..of a hotel room, to me, was the ultimate luxury. So I thought it would be worth asking the question, what for you is the ultimate luxury? It's the little things, isn't it? It is the little thing. For me, ultimate luxury is, and I don't mean this in a bad way to my partner Katie, but sometimes, you know, when your other, your other half is out, you know they're going to be out, yep. so you can have whatever you want for tea. That's the ultimate luxury. Home alone dinners, I call it, and um, they're, so, and they're so good and you get so excited about them, you almost sing the name of the meal as you're sitting down and have it on your knee. Go so on. for me, it would be pasty chips, beans and a cup of tea. <laughs> and you sit down and go, pasty and chips, a cup of tea, you pasty and chips. I love that. That is the ultimate luxury as far it as I'm concerned. It is the ultimate luxury. There are those little things. I mean, look, a bath in the centre of a room, it's, it's not much, is it? It's, and it was one night in bath. There's the irony. 36 hours. <laughs> so, look, tell us, what is the ultimate luxury in your life? I've never actually drunk booze in the bath before. Is it nice? That's great. Is it Fantastic. good? You just don't want to get out. You look like you're having a good time. I'd had a lot. <laughs> so, for you. share with us uh, your <laughs> ultimate luxuries. Uh, Wobin says, my ultimate luxury is flushing the toilet. I live in a mobile home on a small holding and have an outside port loo so when I get to go to a house with an actual flushing loo, it's amazing. I can imagine. Uh, Paul says, putting your underwear on the radiator the night before. That is luxury. So when you put them on in the morning, you have radiated boxes. Nice and toasty. You cannot beat that feeling. That is great. <laughs> uh, share with us yours. Brian, what is it? Absolutely. It's um, getting into the garden, into the lazy spa with a chilled beer after a half day's work. <laughs> What's a lazy spa, Brian? It's like a hot tub, but it's um, it's like a blow-up one. Wow. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying you got it from the pound shop, but we have a factory pound shop around the corner of where we live, and they're always trying to sell their uh, reasonably priced uh, inflatable hot tub. Is it one of them? Well, it is. It's um, it's, it's like that. It's, I got it from B&Q, so it's a couple of hundred pounds, and it's got a heater on the side and a jacuzzi sort of pump money oh, for it. Wow. Hey, that, that's definitely an ultimate luxury in my book. That is. It's big time. A personal question. How long does it take you to get your lazy spa up, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to answer that, Brian. Well, it usually takes... Um, I usually have to empty it about once every couple of months because of the water. Oh, um, oh, oh Brian. Brian. It's not sounding so luxurious now. It's, it's got lights in it, Brian. One of the things that... Uh, you always see the demo ones when you see those spas uh, when you go into DIY shops and stuff. Has it got lights in your one? No, this one hasn't got lights, oh. although I have got a, I have got a floatable light that sits in it. Oh! Um, and I've got like a I've got a jacu- uh, like a like a tent over it as well, so when it's raining, I can sit in it and Amazing. relax. Marquee sounds a bit posher. Say marquee. Tent. <laughs> marquee then, yeah. <laughs> I don't like the idea of a floating light inside a tent with water. <laughs> so Brian, sorry, back to the question. So how long does it take to get it up, fella? Um, usually about a day. All up and running in a day. It's probably if you and Brian want to take this via a direct message or a private conversation, then that's exactly fine. Yeah. Might be better. But you, you try say it takes a day to keep it up, and it's up for about two months. <laughs> right, Dirty that's it. Boy, get, get him, get him off. off. Get him off. It's just come in that's made me so hungry. And Alison, it is your fault. We're asking tonight, what is your ultimate luxury? And this one word has hit my gut immediately. Uh-huh. Alison just says Vianetta. Oh, it's good, isn't it? I love that in 2020 someone is still saying Vianetta is ultimate luxury, and I agree with you. What I like about Vianetta is that it's not changed. It's not trying to do anything different. You know, sometimes like they might change the flavours or the look of it or gets bigger or smaller or whatever or try and jazz it up for the future. You don't get that with Vianetta. It's just stayed constant. 
It is fantastic. You can always rely on Vianetta. Brendan says, after a six-day week on a Sunday morning, get myself a cup of coffee to drink in bed whilst I watch an episode of He-Man. He adds, yes, I am single. <laughs> People are still watching He-Man. Uh, how annoying is Orko in He-Man, by the way? He just ruined it. Uh, we've got John on the line along the same kind of subject. John, what is your ultimate luxury? Right, well, it's the perfect cup of coffee. So you boil the kettle... But then you leave the kettle for about 10 to 15 seconds after. Teaspoon of coffee, teaspoon of sugar, just a little bit of milk. So when you sip the coffee, you get the bite of the sugar and the bite of the coffee, and it's perfect. You can't be here better than Starbucks and all your ones that I don't think anyone else does oh, yeah. this right. I don't, don't want to like, I don't want to disagree with you, here, John, because you do sound quite hard. But I, I quite like that thing where you pour the hot water out of the kettle as the kettle clicks. As you're tilting it, it clicks. Yeah, so you've almost say, gone ahead of the curve. Yeah, but they say you should make coffee with boiling hot water because. It takes the flavour from the coffee. The coffee oh. should never be made with boiling hot water because it takes the flavour from the coffee. I don't want to argue with you either, John, because you do sound quite hard, and I don't want to argue with Bush on my first day back, but um, both of you have implied that you're talking instant coffee here. Oh, it's the way forward. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah, just instant. Kenko or whatever coffee you get from... Even like the home brands, like you know, the supermarket. I'm sorry, but I do not recognise granules, my friend. <laughs> Cheers, John. Good to talk. Take care, man. Take care, boys. God bless. We're asking you tonight, what is your ultimate luxury? Uh, Bush, I know there's uh, various bits of music that we've been able to play to give that little bit more uh, luxurious feel here. Maybe we'll actually need one here to, to evoke what Becky is trying to suggest. She's tweeted and says, my ultimate luxury is going through the car wash with a flask and biscuit. That is weird. That's like making the most of the car wash, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I mean... I, mean, I guess when you think about it, a car wash is dead time, but I've I've never really thought about changing it up into a luxurious experience with a, a thermos and a custard cream. Well, I mean, it's, surely it's not one of those car washes where people come up and wash your car for you. That'd be awful. <laughs> that would how, be so how ostentatious having people how, clean while you drink. Exactly. How colonial would you feel if you were sat there having food and drink while someone was doing that for you? Car washes used to frighten the life out of me when I was a kid, going through the car wash. I'm imagining... So I couldn't sit there with a flask of coffee. That's what Becky's talking about, that... That type of car wash must be. Yeah, that's very bizarre. Uh, this one here, Roland says, Saturday afternoon with the wife and kids are out. Let me say it again. Saturday afternoon, the wife and kids are out. Uh, getting back to the lazy boy chair with a round of cheese on toast and tomato sauce, oh. followed by a cup of tea and dunking half a pack of chocolate hobnobs whilst watching an old film. Uh, ben in Stratford says, Evening, guys, my little bit of luxury is peace, quiet and a student pizza. What's a student I, I wanted to ask you the same question. I, I felt like I knew every type of pizza, but I'm a bit confused as to what a student pizza is. Student, for me, as, as a precursor to anything, screams terrible shortcut, <laughs> doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? I wonder what they've done. So is that where you buy one of the bases and you squeeze on tomato puree and, and some grated cheddar or something? Something like, or you take a dead cheap pizza and then try and jazz it up to make it a bit more luxury. Please clarify, we're on till seven. Uh, this one is very unusual, but like I say, it was mentioned earlier on, someone's luxury is another person's wah. Uh, luxury is classic Japanese stroke Korean horror whilst making bespoke baby blankets. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Jono, what is your ultimate luxury? Shower beers. 
What? Shower bears. Yeah, it's a bit of an Aussie thing, actually, but you get home from work, go take a hot shower and take a beer with you and drink it in the shower. Ultimate, ultimate luxury bliss. Now, the only time I've seen people do shower beers before is... Well, I haven't seen them. I've just heard about them doing it. It's like <laughs> if you're going on a night out and you haven't got time to get ready and sit down and drink, you, you take the beer with you into the shower. But you would do yeah. this on a night when you're not necessarily celebrating or going out afterwards, Jono. Is that right? No, that's exactly right. There's nothing wrong with just having a beautiful shower. But you don't want to do it every night. You don't want to overdo it. You don't want to you know, take away that luxury and that feel. Uh, so you're you're saying this is a bit of an Aussie thing. Does would it work? Would it work on an October evening in the UK? As long as you crank the heat up to about sixty. Oh, okay. There's, there's, there's kind of levels. <laughs> Take, taking it one to the natural the natural progression. Then with that, what about a bath beer? Oh, you could do a bath beer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think it's got the same sort of feel to uh, a shower beer. Um, and the other thing you've got to be careful of is you've got to make sure you remember to take the empty out of the bathroom, otherwise the missus doesn't particularly uh, like it. <laughs> Clear your empties up. There's been a lot of chat about bath time uh, on uh, tonight's show. I have always been a big fan of a bath beer. Bath, you have a beer in the bath? Absolutely, mate. I think there's something weird about that. It's, it's unusual, though, isn't it? That's great. Uh, no, perfect. I, I can't have a can of lager without needing to immediately go for a wee. That's the problem. <laughs> no, it's got to be a bottle. You what, sorry? It's got to be a bottle. Okay, so there are rules to this. That's good to know. There, absolutely. You don't want to take a can. You want to take a bottle of beer. I, I love the fact that uh, you Australians won't let actually cleaning yourselves for five minutes get in the way of having another beer. <laughs> <laughs> Home time with Bush and Richie. I just want to start this little final hour of the show with a bit of a question. Have you got a mate who's done something amazing, something that you'd proudly tell other people about? Because my mate Jeff, who I've known since we sat next to each other on the school bus all those years ago in Torquay, sat there wearing blazers, sat next to each other, uh, he did an ultra marathon at the weekend on Saturday. Wow. A 100-mile marathon. Wow. When he told me about it ages ago in the pub, I was like, he must have got his numbers wrong because people can't do that. It's ridiculous. I've seen the state of people after they've done a half marathon or all wobbly-legged and going for a wee on the curb, having done a, like, a proper London full marathon. But a 100-mile marathon over 21 hours is ridiculous, but he did it. I've heard of the term ultra-marathon. I didn't actually know what was the mileage involved in it. As somebody who has tottered around two traditional marathons, I cannot comprehend yeah. 100 miles worth of running. What were you like after you did the London Marathon? What, what, were you, what state were you in? Well, I mean, stiff as a board. Walking like John Wayne. <laughs> yeah, to be quite frank. And for me, it was just shy of five hours. So I'm trying to think to myself... I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be able to keep up that pace for... The... How long did it take this fella? This is it, 21 hours. We thought there's an app that you get with the ultramarathon so we could kind of, like, log in and see how he was getting on. And, you know, it started in the morning. Oh, I'm starting now, guys. Any messages of support would be great. And then this was going, right, 11 o'clock in the evening, he was still going. And I was like, how on earth does he do it? He's running around in the dark. <laughs> running around in the dark doing this. So it took him 21 hours overall. So it's amazing. It's an amazing thing. Well done, Jeff Morey. If you know Jeff Morey, my good old friend Jeff. But I thought, why don't we celebrate uh, amazing things that friends have done? So complete this sentence. Because, you know, sometimes you might boast about things. And it can be, like, legendary or it can be ridiculous. Complete this sentence. I've got a mate who... Okay. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. Anything goes. i got a mate who put a fire out on the Millennium Falcon. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Actual yeah, Millennium Falcon? Uh, well, kind of. All right, I've stretched it a little bit. It to works for with me. Jeff. It works for me. My mate James, firefighter, 
was working on uh, like one of the film sites when yeah. they were doing all the uh, Pinewood Studios, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know, if there's a fire on a film set, he then puts it out. Imagine that. So, and what there was a little fire on the. I believe there was like some kind of little paper. For... All right, I've stretched it a little bit. All right, <laughs> it was like a, a chip pan fire on the Millennium Falcon. He put it out. That's great. JP says I got a mate whose mum was Chris Cornell's personal assistant. Wow. Ooh. Okay. And Maxie says I've got a mate who hides her cider from her husband in her washing machine. <laughs> He's their own. Uh, David, right? Who are we talking about? Yeah, a friend of mine. He, he uh, we was in the pub obviously Sunday afternoon. And someone bet him that he couldn't swallow a pepperami, the green one, in one go. Oh, my word. So, so, he, so he bent it all, swallowed it in one go, mm-hmm. and uh, he had constipation for three days. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, imagine sitting there in a pub watching your mate deep throat a pepperami. That'd be the worst thing ever. Do you know what? Like, this, this all started with your mate Jeff running an ultra marathon in 21 hours. Yeah. A feat of human endurance. <laughs> and now David's mate sticking a pair. Oh, my goodness. At least we know the very top and the very bottom. We, we've got the parameters set right here. Cheers, buddy. Jay in Watford says, I've got a mate whose dad was killed on screen by two separate James Bonds. Brackets, Moran Dalton. Wow. Uh, they were both in two different terrible wigs. I can't think of two better Bonds to be killed by <laughs> those two. Uh, let's go to the phones and speak to Rowan. Tell us about your friend. I have a mate who owns his own pub in a village. Um, outside this pub is a public defibrillator. Mm-hmm. Um, one day he saw someone trying to get this defibrillator off its or out of its box ran outside asked if they had a problem um and this lady had a gentleman staying at her house that had gone into cardiac arrest so my mate went round there used the defibrillator got the guy back and sent him off to hospital in an ambulance and a week later the lad comes into the pub and to thank him and my mate served him a roast dinner. Wow. Oh, wow. What a turnaround. So, you know, literally on death's door, next thing you know, you're having, I don't know, uh, roast chicken and chips. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, I have to say, yeah. That's so cool. I love the fact that they've got those... If you go to some of these places, like in the Cotswolds and stuff like that as well, they, they've, they've turned phone boxes into defibrillator places. Do you know what I mean? It's quite amazing what they've done with them, isn't it? Yeah, this is. This is a a um, red phone box outside his pub. Can I mention the pub? I think he deserves it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, do it. Yeah, it's it's uh, Queen's Head in Lower Lamb in Suffolk. Fantastic. You can go there, you can have some food and have a drink and party, <laughs> safe in the knowledge that you'll be brought back <laughs> from death's door by the landlord. Uh, so that's the end of the podcast. Uh, during the course of that, while she was listening away to what's happened on the show this evening, Richie is disciplined producer Adam, and he he won't be making a reappearance. Let's see if he can talk now. <laughs> oh, he's caught. Okay, guys, you ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast.